lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. That's right. It's Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I am Steve Dace, Todd Erzin. He's the timekeeper. Uh, and the calendar man, Aaron McIntyre, is here as well. Good to see you, gentlemen. Good to see all of you. 888-900-3393 is the number. That's 888-900-3393. Of course, I cannot see any of you. Just my awkward attempt at, uh, at small talk. You can also let us know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. And don't forget, if you're looking for samples of this show that you can check out for yourself and then share with others, go to YouTube.com slash Steve Dace. That's YouTube.com slash Steve Dace. Coming up today, it is Wednesday. That means... You know, our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will be joining us here. And we're going to talk about his piece that I think is one of the finest that has been done and compiled since we began pushing back on this panic scam. And it is it, it does to the lockdown narrative what the A-bomb did to Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And we're going to talk to Daniel about that piece coming up uh, at the uh, final segment of the show. We'll play some buy, sell, or hold because that's always fun. But before we get to all of that, here is Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by another coup update, another document related to the sham investigation of former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn was declassified yesterday. This time, the document is an Inauguration Day 2017 email from then National Security Advisor Susan Rice to herself detailing a January 5th meeting with top leaders at the White House, including Barack Obama, Joe Biden and James Comey. Had the Flynn probe never happened, the email would seem to be something of a non sequitur, but instead, in the email, Rice confirms the White House was indeed targeting Flynn, knowing full well he was a member of Trump's winning campaign at the time. MSNBC, your thoughts? Let's remind our viewers that Michael Flynn pleaded guilty twice to lying to the FBI, admitted to, to his crimes. This is a, a, a scandal, an invented scandal that President, oh, uh, President Trump excuse me, doesn't even understand himself. In coronavirus news, the CD CDC has issued new guidance on COVID-19 to say that it, quote, does not spread easily through touching contaminated surfaces. The CDC had previously maintained that contaminated surfaces were one of the main ways in which the disease was transmitted. The Illinois State Police say they will not be enforcing Governor J.B. Pritzker's continued stay-at-home orders for areas of the state. The police of Warwick, Rhode Island, announced yesterday they will not be enforcing parts of Governor Gina Raimondo's executive of orders regarding coronavirus in their city, including the provision of compulsory mask wearing. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer is apparently being considered as a potential running mate to Joe Biden. Learning Chinese today, today's phrase is, that won't backfire. Attorney Alan Dershowitz appeared from his spider hole to talk about vaccines. You have no constitutional right to endanger the public and spread a disease, even if you disagree, you have no right not to be vaccinated. You have no right not to wear a mask. You have no right to open up your business. Wait, if can I stop you? Did, yeah. No right not to be vaccinated, meaning if they decide you have to be vaccinated, we have to be vaccinated? Absolutely. And if you refuse to be vaccinated, the state has the power 
to literally take you to a doctor's office and plunge a needle into your arm. President Trump has in recent days threatened to put a permanent freeze on U.S. funding of the World Health Organization, saying reform is needed within the global health group. President Trump tweets, some wacko in China just released a statement blaming everybody other than China for the virus, which has now killed hundreds of thousands of people. Please explain to this dope that it was the incompetence of China and nothing else that did this mass worldwide killing. MSNBC, your thoughts. We talked about this yesterday, Nicole of China really seeming to do the diplomacy better than America at this stage. Joe Biden tweets, we need a president who believes in science. Elizabeth Warren's campaign Facebook page says the coronavirus crisis is hitting marginalized communities hardest. And for many transgender Americans, that means losing access to gender affirming health necessities. 37 Planned Parenthood affiliates across the U.S. improperly applied for and received a total of $80 million in loans from the coronavirus paycheck protection program. In completely unrelated news, a recent study projects that nearly 100,000 small businesses will be closing their doors for good thanks to the coronavirus shutdowns. Bernie Sanders, your thoughts? If there is any silver lining in the midst of this terrible, terrible and unprecedented moment in American history in terms of the economy, in terms of the pandemic, it is that maybe we start rethinking some fundamental tenets about the way our government and society works. A new documentary from FX called A.K.A. Jane Roe apparently tells the story of Norma McCorvey, the Jane Roe in the 1973 Supreme Court Roe v. Wade abortion ruling. The documentary features interviews with McCorvey in her final days before her death in 2017, where she reveals her apparent conversion to evangelical Christianity and then her career as a pro-life activist in the 90s was a sham and she was paid to be a pro-life activist in the latter part of her life. The documentary airs this Friday for the first time. And finally, for something completely different, here's fishing gone wrong. This is a big, big catfish. Woohoo! It's my biggest catfish. What? It's gotta be. We'll Getting be- off the bottom is a little bit tough. Yeah. We'll be eating good tonight. Let's see, yeah. Big <gasps> catfish. Not a catfish. And that's what happened while we were away. Aaron's Montage brought to you by Freedom Project Academy. You know, over the last few months, millions of Americans have been homeschooling their kids. And maybe some of you have discovered you can continue doing so. And just how much your kids have been failed by most of America's government schools. Maybe it's time to take back your child's education. And Freedom Project Academy is here to help. From the comfort, convenience, and safety of your home, your children can receive an accredited classical online education built on Judeo-Christian values for students in K-12. through This is a complete interactive educational experience where students attend live classes with students across the country. And most importantly, the teachers teach the students how to think not what to think if you want to learn more and request your free information packet today but don't hesitate enrollment has just begun and with coronavirus making classes in the fall uncertain they're filling up faster than normal with parents concerned about lining up the right education for their child so don't hesitate go to freedomforschool.com that's freedomforschool.com again one more time freedomforschool.com Com. We're going to talk about the Norma Jean McCorvey story, why the entire thing is fake news and completely and totally irrelevant. Uh, that is, even if everything, everything the documentary says, even if every syllable of it is true, it's a complete red herring fallacy. We will explain that today in the overtime.
That's coming up later today for our Blaze TV subscribers. If you are a subscriber, cool. Just uh, be a little bit more patient. We'll have that up for you after today's show. If you're not yet a Blaze TV subscriber, you don't want to miss that and all of the other exclusive content we do each day at Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash dace and get a discounted subscription to Blaze TV today. That's blazetv.com slash dace. Let's get to uh, some of the rest of what is in uh, what's in the montage. First of all, let me just say this. I mean, we all agree here to some to some level. Mercy triumphs over judgment, right? Yes. Let he who has not received wrongfully an eighty million dollar allocation of taxpayer funding funding. Let he who has not received one of those wrongfully and accidentally cast the first stone. All right. Anyway, um, uh, to the rest of what we'll be talking about today. Is it Aesop's fables or one of those sorts of uh, ancient works that that has the parable of the scorpion and the frog? Probably. One of those, right? The the scorpion and the frog grow up in the same swamp and they're friends, right? And then the scorpion becomes of age, uh, of maturity, and a stinger comes in and... He's he because he does like the frog and, and they're friends and he warns his friend the frog, dude, we gotta we gotta stop hanging out now. All right? And the frog's like convinced, no man, we're boys. You're never gonna do this to me, ever. We're pals. Five seconds later, the scorpion stings the frog. And as the frog as they're crossing a river with the scorpion on his back, yeah, right? Isn't yes, that the I deal? forgot that part. Yes, yes. yes and that's they right. both and they both end up dying. Yes, yeah. And, and, the, and the frog says, How do, why did you do this to me? And the scorpion says, it's not my fault. It's just in my nature. I'm a scorpion, scorpion. right? Okay. Um, did you get a good look at that Alan Dershowitz clip? Don't take scorpions for pets, folks. Did you enjoy making him your, your right-wing Michael Avenatti on Fox last couple of years? Just you know, your, your go-to lib lawyer to throw on there. Because apparently he added some credibility to the argument that this was all fake or something. Like since we found out it was all fake and it was all confirmed, has there ever been a moment, those of you that like watched every time he was on, has there ever been a moment since it's all been confirmed to have been faked and a, and a hoax that you ever thought to yourself, man, I'm really glad we had Alan Dershowitz on our side to really help bring the truth out, really help us you know, hammer that point home. No, you just enjoyed the political porn. It was political porn hub. Watching, you know, some lefty lawyer who hates your guts agree with you on something that turned out to be one of the most obvious points of all time. And he had nothing to do with exposing it whatsoever. Nothing. In fact, a lot of Alan Dershowitz's appearances, because I used to get him in my mailbox every morning telling me what clips were trending and everything else. Most of his appearances were essentially OJ's if I did it, right? Essentially, most of, his, most of the time he would go on there and say, even if Trump did everything, it's not impeachable, right? It's, that's most of what he would say. But this deep, deep desire to, that, that we have on our side to be affirmed by people that hate us. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I never have. And maybe I'm just odd because I just didn't grow up with a lot of affirmation in life. So I'm, I've had to learn to do without. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't get a lot of affirmation 
from the people I wanted it from growing up, let alone a deep needing seated or deep seated desire and need to receive affirmation from people I didn't want it from. <laughs> so I, I just never cared. I, I don't care what the people who hate me think of me. I just, I don't care. I don't. But this is what happens when you take a scorpion for a pet. And everything he said there is wrong. Everything he said there is wrong. And I can debunk everything he said in that clip that government can do all that to you in two words. I can name that tune in two beats. Second Amendment. That's why they can't do that. Like I, we got guns. That's why they can't do that to us. We got guns. So I told you last week, stop emailing my show crying that you're living under a dictator when you have guns. Am I missing a dick disconnect? That's like, you know, lefties rooting against Trump taking hydroxychloroquine. I thought, I thought you thought it was poison and you think he's maybe Hitler. Why wouldn't you want maybe Hitler to do you a solid by voluntarily poisoning himself? Wouldn't that make more sense? Wouldn't you? Like if I was a lefty, I'd be sending Trump samples. I'd be going to the, I'd be buying it, getting prescriptions under false pretenses and mailing it to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. I really think you should take some of this. If I thought we were being ruthlessly ruled by maybe Hitler and hydroxychloroquine, despite the fact that it has been FDA approved for human consumption since 1955, I'd buy up every last damn hydroxychloroquine I could and mail it to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. I wouldn't be like upset he's taking it. I'd be like, the universe's face shines upon me. That's what I'd be thinking. Likewise, if you have guns and you're under a dictator... Do you even Second Amendment, bro? I mean, you're doing it wrong. Grab your Glock, take your kids to the park. I mean, America, that's what we do, right? Right? Well, I hope so. Isn't that, isn't that how we got here anyway? Can you imagine? I mean, they didn't have shots and injections in the 18th century, but can you imagine... Redcoats rolling up, <laughs> rolling up at, 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 at any tavern and telling Samuel Adams and, and everybody else is they're three sheets to the wind after nine pints. You know, we really think we get to force this down your throats. Can you even imagine what they would do? Yeah, I can imagine. We can imagine. You know how we can imagine it? Because we live here now. That's, that's how we can imagine what they would do. We, we know what they would do because that's what they did. We, we, we can imagine it. It's, it's where we live. We live here in their imagination where their imagination said, hell no, hell no, hell no, that's not happening. And, and if you're in the pharma industry and you are concerned about vaccine skepticism, if you're, if you're people in conservative media whose opinions I hold in very high regard, who are concerned about vaccine skepticism and hammer people, like my guy to my right here who is, is, is a vaccine skeptic himself. All right, if you're one of those people, let me tell you, the worst way to win your argument, 
is with that method and that language. I, I will voluntarily inject myself with coronavirus before I let you forcefully inject me with one of your vaccines. And I'm actually pro-vaccine. Hell no. If that's the messaging required to get me to take your vaccine, just call it Obamacare. Healthcare proposals so great, we had to mandate you do them. No. That's, no, 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 no. So none of that's true. None of it's true. Because you have a Second Amendment. Everything Alan Dershowitz said there, everything, every word is fake news. Unless we're fake news, then it's not. If we're fake news, then everything he said is true. Because again, you don't live in a country governed by the rule of law. You live in a country governed by political will. The reason you're seeing these governors relent across the country, and so, there's two reasons. One is, they don't think there's a reason to keep their people shut, shut down. But there's another reason too. The market won't bear them continuing on with this. You're, we're going to lose our sports teams. We talked about that with Gavin Newsom yesterday. You've got more and more. Now the Illinois Police, the Illinois Police Association, the statewide Illinois police, not a local sheriff. Already earlier this week, we had the second largest county in Illinois say they're not going to enforce this. Now the statewide police association in Illinois says they're not going to do it. Because we're not a nation of laws and we never have been. We're a nation of political will and we always will be. So you do live under a dictator if you're being told despite all the evidence to the contrary, that you have to stay at home and you have the guns. But you're the dictator, not some smack-ass governor that you won't remember his name in 10 minutes. You allowed yourself, you consented to be under their thumb. We always have government by the consent of the governed, folks. We always do. You consented to be bullied. So you will be. You decided that Loki was right. You were made to be ruled. So you shall. And the same goes here with the forcible vaccination talking point. They can do whatever they, he's right. He's right. That if you don't have a second amendment or it's a dead letter to you, you're not willing to wield it. Then the government can absolutely do anything it wants to you because outside of the second amendment, that's always what government has done to the people. Always. In every custom culture, eventually in all of human history, that's what it's always come down to every time. So he's right about that. But in our way of life, he, everything he said there should be fake news and not even under consideration. Especially when you look at data that I want to show you now. So this is from our old friend, Phil Kirpin, who was on the show a couple of weeks ago. Digging through, remember, CDC and stuff, he's got to do this work on his own. And he went through all of these states and their data. I want to share this with you guys. Watch this. So Pennsylvania, where you have one of the worst Governor Karens and your health minister doesn't know what a gender is, right? Look at, look at these numbers. Pennsylvania has more COVID deaths over the age of 100 than under the age of 45. How many people do you know over the age of 100, Steve? You know, there's, only, there's less than a million people worldwide yeah. under the, over the age of 100 in the entire world. How many people do you know under the age of 45? Uh, this, Everybody. Them. Everybody, yeah. yeah. More deaths over the age of 95 than under the age of 60. More deaths over 85 than under 80. And that's in Pennsylvania. Let's continue. Look at the People's Republic of Massachusetts, okay? 
3,718 deaths at age 80 plus, which is 63%. Just 2,220 under the age of 80. That's two to one or two thirds ratio there. 880 deaths under 70. That's 15%. More than four times as many deaths over 80 as under 70. What have I been telling you all along? Unless you're 70 or older or in a nursing home, or we now need to add this, governed by a New York state politician. If you can avoid being governed by a New York state politician, being under 70 and not in a nursing home, there's far better odds. If you're not one of those three things, far better odds you're dying today by getting run over by a car than you are of coronavirus. Next date that Phil took a look at. Connecticut, 2,068 COVID deaths, age 80 plus, that's 60%. 1,447 age 79 to 80, that's 42%. And 653 deaths in the whole state under the age of 70, 19%. More than three times as many people over 80 as under 70. Just 220 deaths, 6.3% under the age of 60. Over nine times as many over 80 as under 60. Now, Connecticut's a key state because it's in that tri-state area that is the hardest hit of the whole pandemic here in the United States. Connecticut, New Jersey, New York. And even there, if you're not in a nursing home, you're not over 70, and you're not being governed by a New York state politician, you're not dying of this unless you're getting any more than you had getting run over by a car. Next state we're going to take a look at. Michigan. Only 22% of Michigan's cases... But 69% of Michigan's deaths are 70 plus. What does that mean? When the younger get it, they're healthy enough to fight it off like a flu or a cold, largely asymptomatic, minor symptoms, you miss a few days and you're back and you're healthy. That's what that means, okay? Just 5% under 40, more than eight times as many Michigan COVID deaths over 80 as under 40. That stat is nuts, but it's the same stat we just saw in all the other states we just took a look at. Continue. Illinois, COVID deaths age 80 plus, 1960, more than three times as many as under 60. Just 605 in the entire state. For any other cause, would they shut a state down like Illinois for 605 deaths people under the age of 60 no no at any other time if donald trump wasn't president right now no no we had the hong kong flu dude we still had woodstock okay with gang rapes and nobody showering for a week and orgies and no running water and mud slides not to mention all the drugs but we still had woodstock during the hong kong flu do you even know what a Hong Kong flu is? Nope. You know why? Because Orange Man wasn't bad back in 69. That's why. Okay? Let's continue. California appears to be the only one that has broad categories, but even with their broad categories, look at this. 79% of their COVID deaths have been age 65 plus. Even in a state that large with that diverse of a population, 79% of their deaths, 65 and over. So here's what this all means. The lockdown strategy to save the elderly didn't work. Unless its intention all along 
wasn't to save the elderly. Do you know what I'm saying? If the intention all along really wasn't, you know, you've heard me say over the years in politics, there's the, there's the, the, the right reason we do things and then there's the real reason. So if the right reason was to save the elderly, but the real reason was to control you, well, then it worked smashingly, although it's coming apart at the seams now. But if this was really at any point sincerely about saving our seniors, this is a colossal failure. Gentlemen, your thoughts on that data? I think I might go to the movies on Friday here in Iowa. Just saying. That just broke. Yeah. Is it I mean, opening? Yeah, yeah. Things are opening back up. She's lifting more restrictions. I mean, this this is what it is. I mean, the analysis, the takeaway about uh, of this is the same that it's been for six weeks, guys. It's been like six weeks that this has never been about the science. This has never been about the virus. This has never been about saving grandma or grandpa. It's all been about power. It's all been about power. And the governors, to their credit, that have recognized that this ceased being about science long ago are opening up at ever-quickening paces, to their credit. And the governors who were the impetus for this always being about power are going to have that power and those restrictions pried from their cold, dead fingers. At least that's what they're telegraphing right now. I mean, it has been well over a month. I could spend the montage every single day, the entire four or five minutes, going through data like this that Phil Kirpin uh, comes up with. Yeah, we could, around, we could, we could do, do this, this every literally day. every single we day. Could. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so this, this th was just particularly easily laid just, out, so I chose for us to go walk through it. I, but this data, we're putting this, people like us are putting this out there every day. We could just do this every day. But uh, I just want to let you know that uh, letting the vi virus spread to your parents and grandparents to save your 401k is not pro-life good to know that now yeah well we, well we didn't save our grandparents todd your thoughts one of the oldest books in the bible is believed to be the book of job and this is yet another example i, I believe that this is a book of job level psyops uh go at the things that made america great i mean the devil just swooped in eh. did uncle sam really say you know, they're pretty comfortable right now, and they've got the luxuries of sitting there talking about what a gender is. How about we start peeling, really, really cause a panic here and see what happens? You know, and I, we're honestly sitting here with all that data here, and as Aaron says, this is not uh, really new data. And here in Iowa, God bless our governor if she's going forward, but we're still debating on whether you can play high school sports in the summer here and and and, and on the local sports radio show here. But do, do we dare let the children go first? They've been working at my grocery store for the last two and a half months. <laughs> you, you, you people are out of your minds. This is the idiocracy. That movie is a documentary now. Hell yeah, it is. And honestly, dude, it's not even a documentary, man. It's Isaiah. All right, it's a major prophet. Are you kidding me? Idiocracy is a major freaking prophet. It's the most prophetic work since since uh, since anything Orwell wrote in 1984, or my personal favorite, Animal Farm. It is modern day prophecy. That movie is. Well, that 
that's all I got. Which is again why I'm just getting angrier and angrier. The writer and more right and whatever Remember, way you want to call. It, I get. We've come totally full circle now. Everybody telling you, boy, there's much we don't know. It's actually the exact opposite is true. Yeah. Everything we suspected at the beginning is all being confirmed now. Like why have been why have cases been plummeting? across the country and, and in hospitalizations and everything else since about the first week of April. Why? What's it been almost everywhere in America since the first week of April? Spring, guys. Warmer weather. Okay? Sun's been out more almost everywhere else in the country. All right? It's why California and Florida didn't get creamed and the states that were on the East Coast that are that are densely populated did. This is all common yes. sense. We knew this the entire time. We've no, no, It's what well, Scott Atlas said on the show a month ago. Why did we throw out the laws of science and virology? This is nothing new. We knew all of this already. But da- here, Daniel Horowitz, is, I just saw on Twitter, is talking about how people, guys like Dr. Atlas, not him necessarily, but experts who have a different opinion are scared to come on his show because of the pressure. I'll tell you what, if, God bless Phil Kirpin and all the work he's doing but there his and I combat this naturally from a vaccination perspective made me very easy to get into this but no one and I being no one has been more out front on this kind of stuff than that guy right there so everybody else so it's a debt of thanks to him for stepping out on this limb when everybody else was looking around and doing this stuff that and guy. still does yeah and still does I appreciate you saying that you're not going to get a raise but but I'm I appreciate looking it. for a raise. I'm okay. pissed. So am I. So am I. We'll finish this conversation, then get to buy, sell, or hold when we come back. So unless you plan on self-isolating for EVs, you're going to need to be around other people again. One of the best ways to avoid getting sick is a healthy immune system all year round, which is why you should be taking a look at Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. One scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA certified organic fruits and vegetables, which boosts energy and supports a healthy immune system. And so if you don't eat healthy and you're out of shape, your risk is higher. It's as simple as that. Plus a diet of fruits and vegetables can reduce your risk of heart disease, hypertension, stroke, even cancer. Plus, Field of Greens is also prebiotic, probiotic, and a great source of vitamins, fiber, and other nutrients. Just one scoop in any water-based drink, stir it in there, and you're done. And right now, you can save 15% off your first order with the offer code Steve at BrickHouseSteve.com. This is the only way I get Noah to drink or eat his vegetables is with Field of Greens. All right, BrickHouseSteve.com is the website, BrickHouseSteve.com, promo code Steve, to get 15% off of your first order. And if you decide that you like it, you want to make it a reoccurring thing, you'll save an extra 10% every month uh, with a subscription as well. All right, BrickHouseSteve.com, promo code Steve. Just to show how the more we're, the more this goes on, the more we're learning, we actually knew what was going on the whole time. Do you guys remember when a little birdie of mine was on a call with Debbie Burks and, a, and some evangelical leaders across the country back in like late March? Yeah. And, and, and she said, essentially, if unless you're comorbidity or premorbidity and over 70, 90% chance that if you even if you get this, you'll be asymptomatic. Remember, remember we ran all that, ran all that down? remember it all. Yeah. Isn't that exactly what all the data is showing us? Is We knew this. We knew this two months ago. We knew this. We knew all this yes. two months ago. We, we have literally, I don't, by the way, I don't believe the CDC thing. On the on the on the infected surface, I don't believe that at all. 
I don't. Oh, the, the nope. retconning going yeah, on right uh, now, uh, both yeah. the right and the left. There's so much we didn't know, and I'll there's just still so right. much we don't I'll no, you, no, no, yeah, no. I'll tell you flat out, I don't trust our CDC, and I, I don't trust Robert Redfield. I don't trust our CDC. As someone that is involved with a team of people doing as much research on this as anyone in the country, uh, outside of our group of people, I'm just telling you, I, I, I trust data I'm getting from almost anywhere in the world, except China and our CDC. I would rank our CDC only above China. I don't trust them. I don't. I don't trust their data. So I would continue to disinfect your surfaces. I, I, you know, with the warmer weather here, man, open the windows, let the heat in. I, I, I don't buy that. I, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I don't. Based on all the research I've done on, on SARS viruses and everything in general, um, then tell me where all the indoor infections came from at the nursing homes and the healthcare workers in these nursing homes wearing masks all the time. If it's just we're sneezing on each other and breathing on each other, then if that's the case, then why not make everybody wear? Why not command everybody wear a mask then? Why not do that? Does it make sense to not command everybody wear a mask and then tell you if I don't have to wear a mask and it, and the surfaces don't get infected, then how the hell do I get this thing? Do you know how I get it? And also, Sweden, Georgia, and Florida don't exist anywhere. On yeah, the I, I'm just telling you, I don't trust our CDC. I don't trust. These are the same people that a month ago said we were going to have to do mail order voting everywhere. Remember that too? Mm -hmm. I don't trust them. I don't. I'd look, I'd use, I, I, right now we have to rely here to some, to some degree, unless you can do what our buddy Phil did and go state by state. You can, you can look at their hard numbers and then stratify that data yourself, but any of their recommendations or anything of that nature, I, I'm just, my advice to you, and it's my own advice to my own family. I wouldn't trust any of their mm -hmm. recommendations. Oh, and right Daniel, now. who's coming on the overcounts are systemic. Yep. yep. I mean, I remember it was Debbie Burks who said that she thought the CDC was over exaggerating the death counts in these nursing homes by at least 25%. So I, I don't trust our, the analysis from our CDC. I don't. I think almost everybody there in any decision-making process ought to be fired. And, and, and go, back to, go back to what's to the, the day today, March 20th. Go back to the time period from Mar or May 20th, from March 10th to, to March 20th as the shutdowns were happening. And we were pointing out, so I can't go see my grandmother in rural Iowa or rural Wisconsin, or rural Illinois, or rural Indiana, but I can ride the New York City subway. Remember we did all those exercises back in mid-March? How that when we, got into the sh when we went into the shutdown phase, the way that this was being implemented never made any sense. So, so I can't get the virus at Menards, but I, but I can get it at, at the local florist. Did that make it? Right, remember all those conversations mm -hmm. we had? We're doing the same thing now with the reopening. So I can go to every store in the mall but, but the kids can't go play outside in the playground. I can't go have an adult softball league in 85-degree heat. Does that make any sense to you? It's the worst feng shui ever. Yeah. So the fact that we're full circle now pointing out the contrarian dumbassery of the reopening like we were of the original shutdowns shows that everything we suspected early on turned out to be true. Anthony Fauci was actually right in January and February. When he said in January, this is really not something most Americans need to worry about. In February, when he said that the for the New England Journal of Medicine on February 28th, when he wrote there that the case fatality rate for this is going to be about what a seasonal, a bad seasonal flu is. Everything he originally said that he now does, the, doesn't want to have anything to do with is all turning out to be true. Everything Debbie Burks originally said to this group of Christian leaders on that teleconference call two months ago, all turning out to be true. You're not really learning anything now. You're not. There hasn't been a new data point that I'm aware of that has made me think, oh, wow, I didn't know that. It, all you're getting is confirmation of the stuff you already suspected and or knew. 
That's all you're getting are confirmations now. You're not getting any new informations. You're just getting confirmations. Because it's, even though it's a novel coronavirus, it's still a coronavirus, which we've had for a long time. And the reason it's novel is because, and and again, if we want to cut people slack, go back to Mark and cut people some slack, let's be serious about the mercy triumphing over judgment thing. I will gladly do that. Flattening the curve kind of made sense. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll gladly do. I still don't think we had to do it then, yeah. but I will grant more than enough mercy to people who say, hey, man, I was wrong. I, I, I wanted to err on the side of caution then. Now, given the data we have, it's time to open up. No need to go back and litigate March 10th and 14th. I'm fine letting it go, okay? I'm fine letting it go because the reason it was novel is we saw this one mutate from animal to animal to animal to human. And that's what people thats what people could have had an original concern about. Is this then a different SARS or coronavirus than we had? I mean, even look at the timetable of this. We laid out for you what the timetable of the first SARS was back in March. Is this not following almost the exact same timetable? The second SARS is almost the exact same timetable. By the time we got into August, the WHO had lifted every travel restriction in the world. Why? Because respiratory viruses don't like warm weather. They don't like summertime. And then it never came back. Well, there was a, there was a bit of a second wave like in Canada, but that was mostly indoors. I told you about that too. And then they spent over 10 years trying to find a vaccine. They couldn't come up with one. They eventually gave up. I'm just telling you, the more we learn about this, the more we're finding out we actually knew most of this. We already knew most of this. You're not getting new information as much as you're getting confirmations of information we already had. Which shows you how this entire process has been politicized. We're now up to 20 nations. How bad is it? Wired. The hipster techno magazine website. Wired is asking today. Why the hell do we have 20 countries sending their kids back to school and we're not? Someone explain that to me. Wired is asking. Wired. Not the American spectator. Wired. Wired wants to know why we seem determined to be the last country on earth that will let the kids who aren't vectors of the virus return to the school system. Wired would like to know. We're up to 20 countries now that had lockdowns that are sending the kids back to school or already have. I, I suppose we care more about our kids than all 20 of those countries. I, I suppose that's a possibility. Or? Orange man bad's not on the ballot in those other 20 countries. <laughs> so they're free to, they, they're giving themselves permission to look at the science. You decide. Let's get to buy, sell, or hold. That's our fun little segment each week when Aaron, with some help from his friends, gives us a series of predictions, prophecies, propositions, etc. Todd, you and I will then decide, are we going to buy this or sell it? Could be on any topic Aaron thinks we want uh, is worthy of us commenting on or worthy of us ex- uh, embarrassing ourselves with. All right. Once per month, we are permitted to put a hold on it. But if it's for any reason other than, wow, that's so lame, it's beneath even me, you will be beaten because you deserve it, according to the Duke Code. You are a punk. Aaron. We have several today, and I'd like to get to the, as many of these as possible. Wesley D's Twitter talk show and Clown Emporium says, Eventually, it'll be discovered because of the shutdown. More people in the USA died from a lack or inability to obtain medical attention than actually died from not only those infected, those that died directly by COVID-19. Bye. 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 I mean, just, let's, let's, just real quick, heart disease. About 620,000 Americans die every year because of heart disease. We've seen very little heart disease death for the last two months. Did we come up with a cure for the last two months? 
Are you aware of a cure? Do we have a vaccine for heart disease, Aaron? Do you know? Did we? Did remdesivir? Does it cure heart disease too? Only if it's given in a compulsory manner. And and only that's. That's the best line of this show. We should just stop it right now. No one's going to have a better line than that. The rest of this episode, I am confident. All right. Um, so I'm just going to stop talking now. Let's just move on. Uh, bye. Yeah. Todd Saffel says, 2020 is what happens when Avengers Endgame, Animal Farm, 1984, and the Communist Manifesto all happen simultaneously. Bye. Bye, but you're missing one. Um, oh, there's more. What's the what's Whitley Scriber or whatever who's considered like the most credible alien abductee claimant? Uh, I think his name's Whitley Scriber or something, and he's like a major academic or something. Or and uh, and I mean he's done interviews all over the world. Whatever his book is called about his abduction, I'd throw that in there because now UFOs are a thing, right? I mean, imagine when we were growing up, Todd. That someone would come to us, or even just a few years ago, and say, guys, the government's going to confirm UFOs are real, and no one's going to seem to care. Could you imagine that? No. 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 Remember when we were kids when V came on? Oh, yeah. That was like one of the great miniseries moments. Of course. Of all time, that, especially the, the promos and the alien ships, and when we, the first time that you found out that they were lizards, and yes. you saw Diana bite the head off the mouse, right? Yes. I mean, those, that was like a, that was like the television version of, as for us as kids, we can remember that, like going to almost see Star Wars for the first time. That oh, was yeah. such a it major event, right? We, it, it, it's, you know, the, the, the visitors are real, and people are like, you know, the, my the salon my daughter just texted me about where they're the, they're saying they're not going to hair dry people because it spreads the COVID around. Uh-huh. UFOs are real, but we don't care because we're not going to blow dry people's uh-huh. hair at this salon here in Des Moines in, because it spreads the COVID around. Until the UFOs uh, avow for their pronouns, you know, it's, <laughs> it's really a moot point. It's just the patriarchy. All right, no, I said like, I'm fake news. I said no one could come close to having as good a line as Aaron just had. That one's close. That one is very close. Yes. Because you know, when you know when the, when the visitors arrive, MSNBC, what's the, hey, I, are you worried about misgendering the visitors? Right? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Cotis says a skill position player for a college football playoff contender will test positive for COVID-19 toward the end of the se- uh, season, causing them to be quarantined. This will result in a loss, causing the contender to miss the college football playoff and fan base backlash. Bye. Bye. I don't know how yeah. this is avoidable unless they lie. Yep. But, See, yeah. if you want a more, in- that's an interesting proposition. Can I give a more interesting one? Buy, sell, or hold. We find out after the fact that a team that got into the college football playoff had a player test positive for COVID and never reported it because they didn't want to lose him. See, that to me is the more, that's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. But that one to me is, is, is what I'd really be. Uh, wagering on that I'll, happening. I'll buy it all because no one, very few people are willing <laughs> to say the right answer to any of those realities. So what? So what? A healthy kid is going to have a all the serology tests. They have it now. It's not, you're going to see that as, oh my gosh, Eureka, what? And it's going to be none of those things. But the virtue signaling is such that w- that's going to be a story when it'll be like, of course it's going to happen. Of course it is. 
Uh, Jim Stalker says, assuming the Senate Judiciary Committee actually subpoenas Obama administration officials to testify on Obamagate, it will only be used to score campaign sound bites. Nobody will be held accountable for their malfeasance. It's all part of the show. Bye. I got to sell. Because I don't even know that I can assume that they will; uh, yep. these subpoenas will be issued. I, don't, I can't even. I can't. I, again, I believe it's it's now twenty five times Lindsey Graham has gone on the Sean Hannity show, vowing to get to the bottom of this. Okay, I I, I don't even count on there being subpoenas, guys. I would lower your expectations even beneath that. All right, so I'm selling, brother, because I don't think you're cynical enough. I, I don't. I wouldn't even count on there being subpoenas. I'll buy it. But Jim just did uh, send us a picture of him and his kids playing at a playground in Michigan. So good work. That's Jim. how we do. Yeah, that's, that's how, how we, we do. do right there. Yes. Uh, Petty Officer America says the delicate house of tyranny cards will collapse immediately if Anthony Fauci would contract the Shycom virus and not only survive it, but beat it with ease. God willing. Sell. Sell. You, you, it, the exact opposite would actually be true. We couldn't even protect this guy, the most valuable doctor in America. We couldn't even stop him from getting it. What do you mean this is what do you mean this isn't serious? What do you mean it's not major? No, the exact opposite would happen. Dude, that would be your Ginger Lynn, Jenna Jameson, John Holmes, um, all Dirk Diggler, all time panic porn gangbang orgy of Anthony Fout. In fact, now that you mention it, now that you mention it. On the day before California set to open, Anthony Fauci positive for COVID-19. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I, no, dude. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Okay. That's the yes. number one trending video on Pornhub today if Anthony Fauci gets COVID-19. The opposite is true. You that's told, the, that's one panic right. porn to rule them all. Of course you're right. I was talking with my wife about this this morning. It's the same point about what I just said about college sports. It's it's going to happen. It's a given. High school sports here. Iowa is unique. It has high school sports, baseball and softball in the summer. I want it to come. I don't even have kids playing it. It's just the next thing. We need to get the next things going. But I guarantee you that problem is going to happen. Some kid is going to have COVID and it's going to be panic ported. Look, I was burned. It's a hot spot. It's going to happen. It, we, but we just need to deal with it. Steve, it's absolutely right. There's no way that would be just a shoulder shrug. And no one's going to admit. I'm co- fact, calling it right thing. now. Anthony Fauci tests positive for COVID-19 Thursday, September 10th. The morning the uh, NFL season's about to kick off. Yep. Bang. Anthony Fauci positive okay, for COVID-19. You got to stop hitting your mic like that. Sorry. It, yeah. I, or maybe I should just get you a boom mic stand like this. That'd be nice. But... Yeah, bye. Uh, that's it for this hour. Yeah, no, dude, they're gonna, they're gonna, no. I mean, panic porn peddlers of Fauci got COVID. We're gonna, they're gonna buy up every little blue pill in America. They got that, Pete, for that headline. They gotta sell underwear with his name on it. You gotta do it one way or the other. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right, we'll come back with hour two next. Two live and on demand on Blaze TV radio podcast. Steve Dace here with Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre. 888-933-93 is the number. Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email us. D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. And... 
If you're looking for samples of this show that you can take a look at and then share with others, go to youtube.com slash Steve Dace. That's youtube.com slash Steve Dace. And again, if you're a podcast subscriber, if you've not yet done so, heck, if you already have, do it again. We could use all the five-star reviews we could get. It helps the show to grow. Thank you to the thousands of you that have done this for us already, and we ain't too proud to beg. So keep them coming, please. Our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will be joining us at the bottom of the hour. Part two of Buy, Seller, Hold, brought to you by Genesis 950. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors this year. Before you do that, before you put down a, a good hefty chunk of change for that, you must try Genesis 950. It's an amazing pet stain and odor remover, and it's made in America. With water, Genesis 950 breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so that they are gone for good, and its antibacterial component removes pet stains and odors from carpet and the padding. That's the real issue, is when the stains get down into the padding, and it's uh, it, it can be used in carpet cleaning machines, and it's so green that it's also safe for your pets and your kids. Now, you can use this to clean everything in your home. Uh, grease stains on the garage floor, uh, the really nice stuff, uh, the quartz and the granite in the bathroom and the and the kitchen. But where it really shines is getting those pet stains and odors out of your carpet if you want to give it a shot. Go to Genesis950.com and use the promo code Blaze to get a discount. That's Genesis950.com, promo code Blaze. Genesis950.com, promo code Blaze. Aaron. Uh, Miss Amy says, a smug, rant inciting Todd is the best Todd. Bye. I'll let you be the judge. Except for Friday, Todd. Friday, Todd. Well, that was Friday, Todd. This that, last time that, Yes, around, yes so, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. So asked and answered, yes. Uh, I like this one. G Chum says, top five modern day college football traditions. Number five, wide out at Penn State. Number four, the Kinnick Wave at Iowa. Number three, Sandstorm at South Carolina. Number two, jump around Wisconsin. And number one, enter Sandman, Virginia Tech. Uh, honorable mention, Washington State flag at every ESPN game day. So modern, we're talking stuff that's just come up in the last couple of decades, right? Yeah. 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 So uh, that's a good list. I'm, I, to me, I think the Washington State flag should be in the top five over the sandstorm of, at South Carolina, I would put it there. Um, and if you guys don't know what that is. I don't. And every, every time it, there has been, an, and, and now they do it, they didn't always every week go on location for college game day. For, for several years, they first went, the first game they ever went on location, I want to say, was the Florida State-Notre Dame one versus two game of the century in 1993. That was the first time they went on location. And then for several years, they go to like a few select big games. Right. It's only been in the last 15 years that, they, that every week they're right. on location, right? So, uh, but, but, for whatever reason, the crimson flag of Washington State, someone has made sure within the Washington State alumni uh, network, someone has made sure that there is a crimson Washington State flag being flown every time college game day goes on location. There's never been a game for college game day on location that there was not the Washington State crimson flag. Okay. Yeah. So when I showed up for game day in in Ames for the Iowa State Iowa game last year, when I saw that that uh, Washington State flag go up in the crowd, I was like, "Yeah, it's really here. This is really this yeah. is really happening." So I would I would put that on the list over South Carolina Sandstorm, but the rest of the list I'm totally cool with. Yeah. Although, if anything, maybe the Penn State Whiteout should be number one. I can't tell you how many people I have heard in the media that cover other teams that get to travel across the country that will say the greatest environment they've, they've ever been a part of uh, is the whiteout at Penn State. So except for maybe putting that number one, um, the rest of the list well, is okay. Penn State is not allowed to be number one in anything. 
there's that. Uh, Pursuit of Happiness says, considering the speed of reopenings around the country, this will all be a faded memory by the first kickoff of the season. By it, this, you mean lock, lockdowns? Lockdowns, yeah. Oh, so. I think in much of the country that's true. Yeah. I will buy. I think in I think in much of the country that is true. I think I think it will. Um, there'll be a few news channels. I mean, this is going to be CNN's Malaysian airliner. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we'll we'll watch. We just came out of one of the cloudiest, coolest. We're in the midst of it still. Mays in the Midwest. Watch September be like one of the worst Indian summers we've ever had, and it's 93 every day. And CNN is going to be anticipating the dreaded second wave. Okay, so there will be some sectors of the culture. I agree with Todd that will not let this go until the first Wednesday. See, that is Wednesday in November. All right, that's when they will let it go. All right. Um, if, if it doesn't accomplish, whether it, if it accomplishes their goal, they'll let it go. And then if it doesn't, they'll still let it go because they'd actually still like to get out and enjoy the rest of their lives, too. But aside from those sectors, I think in much of America, this will be an afterthought by that time of year. I agree with that. Do you have anything else, Todd? I'm selling. I, it, it's This has broken a lot of people in a lot of ways and it's not just in the public sphere privately you're just we're off, we're gonna have to renegotiate a lot of our relationships based on this uh i'm just here so i don't get fined says russell wilson lamar jackson or patrick mahomes will be the nfl mvp if there is a 2020 season uh sell so, means you're taking the field sell i already sell said. i would take the field those yeah. are great by the way those oh, are yeah. great choices but given especially how random an nfl season is i mean if we were sitting here last at this time last year guys and i told you lamar jackson was gonna be the nfl mvp right you'd have looked at me like i was you know slinging crack rock or mahomes right? the year before the year, that exactly i mean the 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 variance of the nfl um I, I just think those are three great options okay but I'm going to take the field just because of how the NFL's uh, variant, high variance uh, and parity operates in that league. I said weeks ago after uh, that, after the draft, that it's that it's Aaron Rodgers is at least at the top of the field because he's that petty and that small, <laughs> and he really he thinks he got screwed, and uh, it's going to be he, he's just going to go. I'll show you, and he's still got the talent I think to do it. So I think he might. Just How many it. plays this fall will the offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers actually call? Like, can you? And here's why I'm saying that. Over under, audibles by Aaron Rodgers this year. Second and eight. Hey, let's get uh, let's hand it off here and get three, four, five yards. Set up a manageable third down. Aaron Rodgers goes up there, bleep that noise. All right, nine routes. Ready? I mean, I mean, how many over under Aaron Rodgers calls more audibles at the line of scrimmage this year than any quarterback that, uh, in the NFL? And the net then then the next five quarterbacks combined. I'd take the over. I'd take it. I think I'd probably take it. Yeah. yeah, I think I think he's Vichy France, man. I think he is operating his own his own. He's like the Romans in Caledonia when they figured out they were so such a remote outpost that Caesar couldn't get to him. And so if they just sent Caesar as tribute every month, they could literally just run like their own little gangster government and 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 have their own little oligarchy. That is what Aaron Rodgers is going to be. He is going to run his own team. All right, and and they, these won't be play calls; they will be mere suggestions. He will determine what's going on out there, and I'll, I'll be fascinated to watch it. And as long as they're winning, Lafleur will sit back 
You're right. As the puppet master. Yep. And say, yeah. As long as they're winning. Yeah. I agree. Yep. Spirit of 1787 says Pope Fauci resigns or is asked to retire by the end of summer 2020. Bye. I'm glad you said bye first because I was actually about to go there myself. So I'm going to let you bite the bullet and tell me why first. Well, to the degree that it's not showtime anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I said, this isn't going to go away, but it's not showtime for him on the same level within the realm that he's working in and let's say i mean he's a healthy whatever 70 something year old man but he's also you know career wise uh he's not buying green bananas if he wants to capitalize on this he's going to have to leave the field and he'll be paid all kinds of money to be part of interviews you know speeches all that stuff i agree with you here's what i think is the is the is the the th- this, the floor here is he's going to get stapler guide. That's that's the that's the least that I think will happen. Meaning, little by little, he'll keep moving his cubicle down the floor, down the down the down the hall. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I could see Trump because Trump tends to be passive aggressive with a lot of things. I could see Trump basically shunning him, thinking that that might avoid a, a straight on confrontation of firing him and seeing him on CNN, you know, in 10 minutes as the, as their new, you know, Michael Avenatti. Okay. Um, but I think that's, that's the most amicable outcome of this. I believe is that he gets stapler guide. He gets, they try to just increasingly make him irrelevant. I would love that. And for that to happen though, there's going to be new blood. I mean, the, the, they're going to have to hi- basically hire Stanford, Scott, you know, Scott Atlas at all, Ionitis at all people like that who have a track record of pushing back. Mm-hmm. And in terms of wherever we go moving forward, ne- this co- coming season, whatever spike may or may not happen, there's new leadership in town. I, that would be the sign I would need to see for that to be accurate. Otherwise, he's supposed to go away on some level, at least for a little while this summer. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Uh, Rants Out Loud says Trump is going to take a dose of hydroxychloroquine in front of the news media at the next press conference. <laughs> Bye. I want it. I'm sorry. I just... <laughs> yes. Finish off with the I Love Lucy. It's so tasty, too. Oh, my. Oh, my. I might get a hydroxychloroquine uh, tattoo if he does that. Okay. I mean, <laughs> just drops a pill. <laughs> Guys, pardon me. Right in the middle of an answer, too. Okay. But, but he'll Guys, do- hold on. Hold on a second. Uh, Acosta, calm down. Hold on a second. It's time for my dose. He'll do it, but it's like we said yesterday. It'll be just as likely as when he said he's done it. He's lying about it. He'll just take a pill, and it'll be like a Tic Tac or something. And he'll just do it, because it's awesome. <laughs> I'm going to buy, because that has to happen. This yeah. year will not be complete. All right. I get, if anybody at the White House is listening, I give you permission to have one more coronavirus task force press conference with Fauci Burks there in masks. I give you permission to have one more, but it's the one where Trump takes a dosage of hydroxychloroquine on camera in front of all of them. <laughs> oh my gosh. That needs to happen. Yes, it does. It must happen. Uh, Go Bucks and Cancer Sucks says several states will be in some form of a shutdown when the 2020 elections occur. Define some form. 
Do we just mean that they won't, everything won't be completely back to normal? Because I think that will actually be true in several states, not just in blue ones. Meaning there'll be some form of a restriction somewhere. Okay. So are we saying anything other than what life was like on March 9th in America? Is that what we're saying? I mean, I'm no, asking, I don't know. I would, some, some government mandate. Let, 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 let's, some yeah, I th I th this is, who's, who asked that question? Uh, go bucks and cancer socks. Okay, it's a great question, but it, but for, but for us to answer it adequately, yeah. I think we need to quantify it more. So can I do that? Do you mind? You should. And then if you tell me if you don't like yeah. it, if you do, then you try. Okay. Some states will still have a shelter in place. In place on election day. Will there be any shelters in place anywhere in America? In place on election day. Sell. No sell. Emergency order anywhere in place in America. Bye. See, I could see a few of the blue states holding on to the emergency orders so they mm -hmm. can just at some point a Newsom or an Inslee can say at any point, at any oh, point, you know, I can see. I can I can bring the I can I can I can bring reel you back in if I have to. I'll sell. I I can see it all of the day after okay. the election very quickly going into effect though. Okay. All right. And next is Paul Howard, who says a term limits law for bureaucrats like Fauci and Redfield is more important than one for members of Congress. Well, you know, Aaron, you had this point. Yes. Was it yesterday yeah. on the show? Mm -hmm. And I had several people email me telling me that, that that was brilliant. So I will buy. Yeah. Sad, but I'll buy. Uh, Jason says, if North Carolina's Roy Cooper continues to delay reopening, Trump should preemptively yank the Republican National Convention from Charlotte and host it in Greenville, South Carolina, while performing rallies, tweets, et cetera, to humiliate the North Carolina governor. I love so. that idea. That's a great idea. And if you know anything about that part of the country, I had uh, several radio affiliates in that part of that, that, that uh, research triangle down there. Uh, and Stuerberson Jr., my original syndication partner, he's based down there in that area. So I'm pretty familiar with it. And there's, there's a lot of cross-pollination between Charlotte, Rock Hill, South Carolina, Charlotte, and those two. That, so it, it's, a, it's a lot like New Hampshire and, and, and Massachusetts. If you do something in New Hampshire, everybody in Massachusetts knows about it and vice versa. So you would, you would, you would get all kinds of North Carolina. And, and the reason you want to have it there, same reason Democrats are going to Wisconsin. Those are key battleground states, right? So by moving it to Greenville, South Carolina, first of all, that's like the evangelical, one of the evangelical meccas of the South. And that's Trump's hardcore base. So they would you know, flock. But you'd still get all the North Carolina media coverage that you want by having your convention there while sticking a middle finger to the Democratic governor. Who had that idea? That's a brilliant idea. Uh, that is Jason. I am going to, f I'm going to run that up the flagpole. Some people I know, Jason, that's how good of an idea that is. It's a good troll, but this is ultimately about, you know, which troll do you have a better taste for? I would like the troll of Donald Trump just saying, uh, hey, Gov, we're coming. Don't give a rip what you think. And oh, you mean you want his you want the shelter in place to still be in place? Oh, yeah. And the GOP just comes down there and says we're having our convention. Yeah, anyway. just arrest and us. have it be Mardi Gras. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's cool. And I, like I know that. Jason. I like that. I know idea Jason too. would say. Yeah, I, I like that idea, too. Yeah. Uh, Eric uh, Nikolic says, in getting rid of pride parades and disproving the my body, my choice shtick, the Wuhan coronavirus has done more for Christian conservatives in eight weeks than the Republican Party has in 30 years. <laughs> it's, it's a miracle. There have been a lot of really clever things said on this show today, and none of them were by me. None of them were by me. 
Holy crap, that's a great that's a great analysis. <laughs> the Holy Spirit according to coronavirus. Yep. Yes. As, as the great prophets Metallica once sang, sad but true. That's exactly right. And and who was it that a couple of weeks ago on here and said, guys, let's face it, we all know these lockdowns are ending May 31st because they ain't getting away with those pride parades, right? Yes. Yeah. And what are we seeing all over the country? Come on oh, yeah. now. No, they're Come ending at the, at the beginning of June. And the whole my body, my choice thing, that goes back to the conversation we had about Alan Dershowitz. And yeah, the government can put anything into you that they want for public health, right? Whatever happened to my body, my choice. See, that's why the answer isn't their slogans, but your guns. Okay. Their slogans, they don't mean their slogans. It's just all what they need to do to get will to power. So what you, how you need to respond to people who only respond or whose only inclination is an advancement of their power is you need to show them that you have the means by which they cannot overpower you. That's how you keep them in line. Moving on, Pit Town Posse says, before the year is up, you won't be able to buy, sell, or hold anything without the mark of the beast. <laughs> sell, but we're probably a little bit closer than we wanted to be. Um, uh, <laughs> Oh, guys. <laughs> Todd, your like, thoughts. Well, like coronavirus for the church, I mean, you guys weren't any slouches beforehand, but it has finally crafted all of your abilities. Bye, and God bless you. Also, Kingsley Zizu says, uh, Pride Month PSA will feature a guest appearance by Fauci wearing a rainbow face Bye. mask. Bye. Bye. See? <laughs> See why I wanted to get through we, all these we today. We may never do this segment again. <laughs> I can't imagine it could be better. And this is usually pretty good. But I mean, guys, this is we're like in Led Zeppelin 4 back in black territory. Every this is every track is hitting on this album, okay? I mean, say some chicks for the rest of us, bro. All right? Goodness. <laughs> Uh, next is Joshua Nippa, who says SEC schools minus Vanderbilt will have at least 40,000 fans at every conference game this fall. Bye. Um, that's a good over under number, because I think that's about what they're going to have the social distancing numbers be. Right. Um, which is about, you know, all those 80,000 plus seat stadiums about, a, you know, it's about a half. They're not. They're not going to social distance the entire season. They'll like social distance one, and then they'll social distance a little. I mean, they're already talking about that whole six feet. It was a made up number. There's, there's no way we're in October and the SEC based if if the standard that's been set with Florida and Georgia so far, they're just going to go Yosemite Sam and God bless them for it. Jobs you don't want. I don't, um, the, the stadium entrance gate security guard for the LSU Alabama game this fall that has to tell everybody that only, only 35,000 people get to come into Tiger Stadium tonight yeah. to watch Nick Saban in the Crimson Tide. All these sheriffs? The, the other 100,000 of you have to go home. No. Jobs in America you won't want later this year. Is that what you're saying? I don't see this going this way. I mean, if, it, it's, if the people want to come, that's the question. I mean, if, if maybe I've read that wrong, but if they want to come, there, it's easily going to beat that number because okay. it's not just going to be fifty percent capacity the entire season. All right, I'll buy. 
but I'm I'm iffy on that. I think that number's about right on the money. But I'll 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 go with what Todd said. Doug McCone says Steve would attend a soccer game if the stands were full and he would enjoy his time there. I've attended numerous soccer games. I've told this. How many more times do I have to say this? I used to cover the sport for money. It was one of the beats I had at the Des Moines Register when I was a sports reporter. So I covered numerous soccer games. Numerous. And I did often have fun there, but they were not really related to the game. But watching the team try to pull the operation off, that was always a hoot. Okay? I, I think Steve would, if you went to England, which he doesn't want to do, but if he was... No, the, I would like to be in England... I don't want to go there. Exactly. That's an important That's distinction. I'd love to be in, 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 in the UK. I don't want to have to actually go through the process of, of going there. Because of how crazy it is. He would, he would I, it genuinely enjoy being at a Premier League game there because that makes the SEC look like romper room, quite frankly. There's some it, truth to that, probably. nuts. Hey, listen, if you want to get me... Soccer only needs one rule change. And I don't think it's unreasonable. And I'm not... This is not a pit troll. I'm serious. Okay. There's one rule change that I think would would alter the perception of soccer to the average American sports fan. Put in a blue line like hockey has. I've said that for years. Put in a blue line, meaning you have a defined offsides, not just if I kick the ball 35 yards down the field and the offensive guy gets there before the defensive guy, you're offsides. Okay? Because the, the lack of a blue line in soccer is why Ecuador is better at this than we are. It penalizes athleticism. It penalizes it. It doesn't incentivize the biggest, strongest, and fastest. And that's the American mantra. We want things bigger, stronger, faster. Put a blue, because everybody says, well, Steve, you love hockey, and it doesn't, have a bunch of, it doesn't have a bunch of goals. Well, it doesn't. It also has 60 shots on goal in an average game. Are there 60 shots on goal in an average soccer game? No. Put in a blue line, and there's going to be close to that. We have a true neutral zone now, and you and you and you and and now we get the puck, well, or this case the ball. We get this thing going back and forth down the field more often. All right, put in a blue line. That would alter, I think, everything that Americans loathe about soccer, and it would mean there's, with all due respect to the fine people of Paraguay, they should not be better at us at anything other than migrant labor, okay? That's just the reality. That's that's just the reality, Charles Darwin. If you're better, if Paraguay is better at us than this, okay? If they're better at us than this, if they're better at us than putting, a, the only thing they should beat us at is putting 11-year-olds to work in textile man, uh, plants in Paraguay. If Paraguay is better at us than anything, holistically as a country, that means it's not that Paraguay is better. It means the endeavor that we're being asked to participate in is systemically flawed. That's what it means. Put in a blue line, and Paraguay won't be better at soccer than the U.S. anymore. Well, see, that's... See, that's... You should have left that off right there, because if I give you all the benefit of the doubt on that being a good idea, and I'm fine doing that, the U.S. men would not suddenly be that much better than what they are oh, now. It wouldn't happen it just overnight. Would, it just would not happen. It wouldn't happen, but eventually, the superior athleticism, size, and strength, eventually... Would, would 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 win out? Absolutely would. No, it wouldn't. Yeah, it would. No. Uh, it would. Second part of this, Todd would gladly sit through a Star Wars episode seven through nine marathon in a full theater right now. So, Day. it's free on Disney Plus right now, and I've still never seen it a second time. So you can be miserable in your own home. I said to my girls who watched the. No. <laughs> I said to my girls, you want to watch it? They're like, nah, the first two weren't really that. I mean, that raise the, it's a girl character. It's just, no, it's a joke. 
Uh, Russell. I'd go watch Robin Hood Men in Tights in the theater right now. The only movie I yeah. ever got up, I ever paid for that I walked out of, I hated it so much in the middle and then see the end of it. That's how much I'm, I'm anxious to go back to the movies. I would go back right now. If they told me, if, 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 if Cinemark called me and said, Steve, we will only open back up even after the governor said we could, if you agree to sit through Robin Hood Men in Tights, I'm, I'm there. Absolutely, I would go and sit through it, yes. Uh, Russell Rice says Major League Baseball will have fans in the stand by the end of July. Sell. I think it's going to be a lot sooner than that. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that assumes they actually start, uh, what was it, middle of June? Or was it the early, early July? Guys, I got to tell you, and since we had him on last week, he sent me a couple of other texts. I think the odds, I still think it's in favor that there's going to be baseball, but I think it's higher that it won't be than the 20% that Kurt Schilling gave us on this show last week. And I think when you look at, man, hazmat, I mean, why don't we just have guys in hazmat suits and body condoms, you know? I mean, every Major League Baseball's security measures, every team's mascot is John Travolta's boy in the bubble. I mean, it's, I mean, you know what the rules of the Taiwan Baseball League are for safety? No social, you can't, they, they know they can't avoid social distancing in the dugout. So no fans in the stands. Don't spit. Don't slap five. Anybody test positive, they can't play. Play ball. Those are the, 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 that's literally the, the rules they have. That's it. I mean, this thing that they put out here, it's, it's just progressivism in an extreme. Yeah. The idea that we can engineer the perfect outcome and, and think of every possible uh, scenario and have an answer to it, you can't do that. And the problem baseball has is it doesn't want, you know, uh, $30 million a year pitchers to sit out and everything else because it's a bad look for the sport for these guys to be sitting out with their guaranteed deals while Americans are schlepping to $35 million unemployed. So they're trying to answer every objection and get every Clayton Kershaw to come out and play. Instead, just say, hey, man, we're going to do the best we can and we're going to put the best nine players that want to play out there and play ball for the American people. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to sell. I'm just I, I was skeptical, more skeptical after Kurt spoke. Uh, and I just don't see them being able to get out of their own way. Baseball, unlike what I said about the SEC and the crowds, baseball would be easiest in the middle of hot summers. And you can easily social distance baseball because it's not jam packed in most stadiums in the middle of a week. And also their ability to just say this is never going to be a regular season. We've talked about this in other sports. Turn this into an awesome tournament of yep. sorts. Just do something. Yep. But we can't we can't have nice things anymore because all the people who end up in control of these things, just quite frankly, they suck on it. In fact, this is what I would this would be my advice to all three of the major sports leagues, the NHL, NBA, and Major League Baseball, is to do what you just said. Yes. Forget having to figure it just just take all your teams to Florida, Texas, and Arizona, all right? And and just do tournaments, one-offs, and, and stagger them, all right? So we have one sport has a tournament in June, one sport has a tournament in July, and the other one has one in August. Now, baseball go last, because NHL and NBA need to have the most rest time, because their, their regular seasons will start up again in the fall, right? So have the NHL go in June, have the NBA go in July, have Major League Baseball have a tournament in August, and then, and then turn it over to the NFL, which has had six months to look at this and figure it out 
out and what the processes are going to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And only has one game a week and then learn from their in implementation processes and the mistakes they make. So you, and then you'll have a better read on, we'll have a better idea. Do we have any Theraflus for COVID-19 or where are we at with the vaccine? Or if there's not one, if people realize there's not going to be, so there's less reason to panic. A lot of things for a sport like those three sports are going to be different in, Mar in next year than they are right now. Put on single events, rotating put a, baseball had to cancel the world baseball classic no one watched anyway do that format yes. for your for your major league baseball teams and okay? never forget if it's the players union or whatever who says a no to the, i mean they have a very long memory there's no excuse for not having to go at this in some way shape or form yeah and and and, and, and then you get over the argument can we keep all these players and all these teams uh, secure for 82 games and then a yeah. and then a playoff don't even try right just put on a, a just put on a one month olympic style tournament event all right, with all the teams that are in it, and a, a certain amount of games, and a champion, and do that in do that in July or do that in It'd August. It'd be fantastic, and have and then say goodbye, and then we'll see you at spring training, and have a better yes. idea of where things are at. Because once we turn to football, anyway, everybody stops watching baseball until we get to the fall, until we get to, to the playoffs, anyway. Right? That's just the reality of it. So own that month of August. That that that's the baseball month of August. We own it, and we have a one month event, and that's it. And we see you next year. That's what I would do. More in a month. Let's get to it. Our good friend and weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz from Conservative Review, joins us here on Blaze TV Radio and Podcast. Good to see you, my friend. How are you? We're doing all right. Busy, busy times. I'm telling you, not many people speaking the truth, so we got to make up for the rest of them. Well, you dropped some truth bombs a couple of days ago, my friend. I mean, I, I mean, you did to the what was left of the lockdown narrative, which has been collapsing all over the country for the last couple of weeks. I mean, you see on Sunday, Gavin Newsom was on with Jake Tapper. Kids may never go back to school ever again until we have a vaccine on Monday. Well, we're going to be reopening the state up for sports. I mean, just the lockdown narrative is collapsing all over the country. Whatever is left of it, however, you took a Hiroshima style atom bomb to it with a piece that you wrote for conservative review, breaking a lot uh, of, of the uh, of these uh, fake news narratives down. Kind of give our audience uh, a summation of what you go into with that piece, which is absolutely outstanding. So, look, many of us thought and hoped that at least some of what we thought would be wrong. I, I really don't want to be proven right, and I think you agree with me, that we don't want to think that we dropped a nuclear bomb on our society, on our lives, killed God knows how many cancer, heart, and stroke patients, all for a lie. Right. As John Kerry said, how do you last the last man to die for a lie in Vietnam? I mean, you want to believe that there was some truth to it. Now, obviously, Satan, the way he works, he always does confuse a situation with some degree of truth. And you saw what went on in Lombardy in New York City, at least at a surface level that they latched onto. But it turns out that if you look at every level, the timing, when did this start? How many people actually died? The inflation of the numbers? the trends, which states went late into lockdown or never, and which ones came out early, and the results. What you find is that we managed to achieve the worst results you could ever achieve. We managed to not save a single life from COVID. We managed to likely lock down more people with the virus and spread it quicker. We managed to absorb all of the collateral damage you could actually damage. 
And then on top of it, we lied about the number of people who died, top line, and obfuscated where and who in such a way that if there is you take a little bite out of each lie, about five or six that I list, it changes the entire picture and it gives you a broad sense that if you look outside of nursing homes, and even then, a big degree are either inflated, they were going to die within a few weeks, because a lot of them <coughs> were downright <coughs> in hospice care. It turns out this was a flu season. That is the level. I mean, that is a fact. That is pure meth in terms of the people who died especially outside New York City, which is the majority of the country, it was it was clearly the flu season. This is something I did not want to say until I really looked at the data. I thought it was still significantly more. Mm -hmm. But if you take out New York and, and let's let's do this, they say ninety one thousand deaths. Um, Deborah Burks uh, uh, reportedly told a meeting that she believes the numbers are inflated by 25%. We now know Colorado revised them down roughly by 25%, and it's true in every state. They just haven't done it. What's true, as you well know, the fact that they are coding every single person who tests positive in this entire country, including people dying of Alzheimer's and cancer in hospice, as a COVID death, even if they got an asymptomatic version, which we now know from serology tests, could be over 50% even of seniors who contract the virus. So that number is inflated by at least 25%. That puts you down to like 68,000. Now you take those, about half were in nursing homes. Okay, that puts you in the 30s. Now you take those, about 54% were within 100 miles of New York City. Okay, so that puts you into the teens. Now you look at dashboards of all 50 states, not serology, not PCR testing, but hard data of who died, and th that includes their inflated numbers in my view, but hard data, anywhere from 90 to 99.4%, even in New York City, of those whose comorbidities were researched had comorbidities. Now, Steve, comorbidities, let me, let me just tell your audience what that means for a minute. Now, it doesn't mean the lies like we're talking about, where they downright fabricated the birth certificate, the death certificates. All the coroners are now complaining about that. That was my article today about what could be a 25% inflation. But I'm talking about the real numbers. They definitely died of COVID. But a comorbidity doesn't just mean that, hey, you know, you had some unhealthy conditions. A lot of people do, certainly above a certain age. It means. Steve, that it's enough that it's put on the third or fourth line of the death certificate as a cause of death alongside COVID. And by the way, it was the Imperial College study of all places that actually did say, I forget the percentage, but it was a majority of the in the UK who would die would have died within the year. That's what that means. So you look at the scope, Steve, of that and I could say confidently that so far, the number of people who died from COVID outside the New York area, outside of nursing homes, who did not have comorbidities of any age is in the three digits. Wow. So in other words, if you're not over 70 with a pre-existing condition, not in a nursing home, or governed by a New York state politician. 
there is a better chance a random semi is going to run you over on some road in America today than you are going to die of COVID-19. That, that's what you're telling me, right? I mean, under 50 for sure, you're more likely to be struck by lightning. The math, I think, has already been run on that. Certainly, auto accidents um, are, are definitely more common than that, although you would have to have accumulated a period of time, meaning how many times you get into your car. I haven't studied that yet, but um, it is it is shockingly low. And I, I just want to point out one other thing. What too. are the odds of me being really pissed off right now, do you think? Um, well, does it matter? I mean, that's 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 the question, Steve. But but I do want to I, I do want to mention. I mean, you, you're just some conservative guy here, and uh, you don't count, which is why, by the way, so many scientists are staying away from us. Just so your audience knows, there's a lot of very serious people um, that have studied epidemiology their entire life, and they they believe this is BS. But they're too scared to associate with us because they don't want their work to be tainted. Um, this is the Salem witch trials. This is like the Catholic Church with Galileo. Um, this is the new flat earth of science again this is not science we can get into science of of viral load and transmissions and there's a lot of things we don't know and we could study and it's interesting stuff but in terms of the data this is arithmetic it is hard data not extrapolated data it is hard data um you know it's what we saw in the prisons and the ships and ice facility the meatpacking plants that if you look at the denominator but then steve you got to take the numerator too this is something important you mentioned a 70 year old my dad is 70 years old he doesn't have any um comorbidities um they are under the impression that they're going to die. Now, definitely it's an elevated risk over, you know, people 20, 30 years younger. But it's important to remember, I, I want you to understand this. 70% of those who died in Pennsylvania, and I'm just picking that, it's true of pretty much every state, were in nursing homes. That's about 3,100 people, I think. About 70% or 68% of those who died over the age of 75, or 70% of those who died in Pennsylvania were over the age of 75. Okay, so roughly, you know, nursing home, 75. That's about 3,000. Now, we don't have exact data as to what percentage of seniors above 75 who died, died in a nursing home. You get my drift. Mm -hmm. Meaning if they're 70% statewide, you would think it's gotta be like, 95% of those over 75. So you do the math, it's almost pound per pound. Now, there's some people 55, 60 are very seriously ill. They get put into them. But overwhelmingly, I, th I think no one would dispute my assertion. Almost all of those numbers are in nursing homes. Now, we live in a time, a day and age where there's plenty of 75, 80 year olds still kicking and that many more years to their life. A nursing home population is by no means representative of even a, a standard senior population because of the, um, right. you know, all, all Isn't the, the average lifespan in a nursing home less than a year or something like that. Uh, so among those who wind up dying in a nursing home, right. the median time spent is five months. It's okay. five months. Yeah. Okay. This epidemic has gone on about nine weeks. Mm -hmm. So. <laughs> that, that, that's so, a lot of people who are going to die who likely died anyway, comorbid or downright didn't die of COVID, tested asymptomatically. But Steve, the important thing is this. We have a lot of seniors that are going forever, possibly the remainder of their life, not hugging their grandkids, not going to events, not seeing life cycle events. It is downright disgusting 
that our government, if they have evidence disputing what I'm saying, that they have not put out an age and health risk stratified chart as to what exactly is your IFR. Because remember, you can't put the entire heterogeneous numerator into the denominator anymore. Because if you're not part of that 0.4% of the population, that's a horse of a different color, even someone 75, 80 years old, which is going to be somewhat elevated, but it ain't 5-10% IFR that we know. Um, this is scandalous. And again, coming back to our conversation last week, only in Europe are they putting out this data. I'm glad you, only that, you see. That's where I wanted to go next is where you I said this to our audience earlier in the show. Other than China, I trust our own CDC's data the worst. I, I, I don't I don't trust them. I don't trust the thing they said today about infected surfaces. I don't because that's not what I know for sure. And from peer reviewed studies and everything I've read about SARS viruses in general, I don't believe that at all. If that's the case, then why aren't they mandating we all wear masks? If, it, if, it's, if it's not a mandate to wear a mask and if I can't get it from an infected surface, then how the hell do I get the virus then? Why do we ever do any of this then? I don't trust any of their data. I don't or I shouldn't say that. I don't trust any of their recommendations. I don't trust any of their assertions. I think everybody over there ought to be fired. I think unless you've done some of the work people like you and I have done, you have no appreciation for how terrible the data or lack, of or lack thereof and transparency we get from our own government that we can find from almost any other industrial industrialized nation on earth 20 nations now 20 have sent the kids back to school daniel the number is 20 i mentioned earlier in the show wired magazine the ultimate lefty hipster video techno website is wondering why our kids are at home and 20 other countries are sending the kids back to school there's there's a, there's a couple reasons why this has all gone down they're both bad malfeasance or negligence either way everybody there red starting with redfield all ought to be fired the the lack of data that in trans Transparency that we have received uh, it's just and 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 and, here, and 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 what i think is going to happen is just like one day we woke up and found out oh bleep man they really were trying to entrap mike flynn and they actually wrote it down the fbi agent actually wrote it down in his own case notes in his own writing why do i think the nursing home industry is going to say hey we're not falling on the sword for you guys and we're suing the government here for our reputation. We're, you guys you guys made us take patients we didn't want to take. You guys put our own employees in danger of infection by having us take all these COVID uh, cases in Michigan, Pennsylvania, New York, et cetera. All right, since you guys did this to us, we're suing you. And why do I think it's going to be some kind of tertiary discovery process, like with the Flynn case? Where we're going to find out, we're going to find yeah. out just how much we got lied to this entire process. Hell has no fury like discovery of a lawsuit. And and here's the deal. See, the premise of any malfeasance on the part of the nursing home is that the patient indeed died of COVID. Well, what if they didn't die of it and they died anyway? Now, look, I'm no fan of a lot of nursing homes and there's a lot of raunchy stuff that goes around you know, all the time. And I think that's a, that's a discussion that needs to be had. Um, but whatever they typically die from there, a lot of them could be they were going to die of that. And we now know we know. I mean, the Colorado numbers, people reported that there was a Republican uh, state legislator who was going to file a lawsuit. But my understanding from people on the ground there 
is that this is more driven by um, lawsuits from nursing homes themselves. And I think we're going to start having that. And look, we're seeing this. I have a whole article from coroners in Michigan, in Pennsylvania, all over the place. And they say they're hearing it from their colleagues. Steve, you can't get a straighter arrow within a medical examiner or coroner. I mean, these guys do forensics on dead bodies. There is no emotion. There's, I mean, this is what these guys do for a living. And they are openly posting on their Facebook page, Dude, you guys lied. I mean, I just coded that mm-hmm. as, as a death that had nothing to do with it. You made it up. I want to know where you got that from. I want to know why you're inflating the numbers. And I'm hearing other counties are doing that. That's what Armstrong County, Pennsylvania coroner said. Um, they inflated the number from two to six. Well, that's 300%. What about in counties that are recording 500, 700 deaths? How many of those are inflated? This is a very serious problem that cannot be ignored. Um, and I think it won't be. The question is, when will it be too late? You mentioned France. Europe, France, France, their, their, their courts just said they have to allow religious services. Kids are, going back, kids are going back to school in France, too. I, I mean, they're more for religious liberty than, than we are here. And my mayor here in, in, in the hellhole in Baltimore said that she's canceling all events through August 31st. I mean, nobody's dying here. They were all in nursing homes to the extent we know what happened there. But it's like it doesn't matter anymore. It's like the Salem witch trials. It's like or it's like back in the day of, you know, the earth, you know, the world being um, geocentric and right. and flat earth. Like you're not allowed to say that you're literally I, I mean, Steve, I've had people be like, Daniel, dude, I can't be associated. This is off the record, please. Like, you know, I'm going to die if they if they catch you with me. And, and and they're like, hey, I'd love to come on your show. But, you know, dude, I can't do this. Like they're killing us inside. They're stifling us. This is happening everywhere. Why? Why? And, and and the funny thing is, the only response I got to that article you mentioned and several others is, show me your medical degree, Daniel. Well, here's the deal. If I'm just some political guy, well, it should be pretty easy right. to um, debunk it. Sure. Why, why do you need to take it offline? Why do you need to what, – what are you scared of? I mean, everyone should laugh at it. A guy that, that doesn't even have a degree in science or medicine, laugh at it. What are they scared of? Well, I think we know the answer to that. Good to see you, my friend. Excellent work. Thank you for joining us. Take care. God bless. You too. Thoughts on what we just heard from Daniel? We live in a failed state. And very early on, very early March, I said, there's there's not going to be the number between 100,000 and 200,000 deaths from this. I said with supreme confidence that that was not going to happen. And I believe that even more strongly than ever now even though this number is magically now racing towards 100,000, even though hospitalizations peaked like more than a month ago. Come on, man. Daniel, God bless you for the work you did. Uh, God bless you. Um, You stood a post, man, and you continue. I'm not surprised, but well done. Well done indeed. All right, we're going to stick around and do overtime for our Blaze TV subscribers. For the rest of you, we will be back at it with you noon to 2 Eastern tomorrow, right here on Blaze TV, following Glenn Beck radio and podcast as well. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.